This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're, 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 you're listening to the podcast for all of the news, notes, and breakdowns for your Ohio State Buckeyes. This is Sons of the Shoe with Nick Wilson and Spencer German. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Sons of the Shoe returns. Nick Wilson, Spencer German. As always, we ask you to rate, follow, and subscribe to the podcast as we knew, as we are a new podcast here. Um, begging for our supper as it is, or singing for our supper as it is. Spencer, how you doing, buddy? Can't complain, man. Uh, long weekend, especially after our long night together on Saturday, talking about that. It was an amazing way to frame it. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Can we, can we start over? Can we start yeah. this conversation <laughs> after hey, Spencer, after our long embrace uh, and our holding each other all Saturday night? Hey, Mitch, what the hell, bro? Was, uh, I'm a married man. I'm somebody's <laughs> father. <laughs> We are spilling tea here on uh, on Sons of the Shoe. No, uh, our, our long night recording the podcast together after what was a, a great game. Great game Saturday. I don't know about you, but that was an epic, epic game, no? Down yeah, the I wire, mean, had a little bit of everything. Oh, wait, I, I'm thinking about the Browns-Ravens game. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm still, I'm still basking in the glow of that win. And you know what? <laughs> hey, the, the Ohio State-Michigan State game is pretty much over at halftime. So can you really... Can you can you really have a problem with that, especially because it gave us more time to go ahead and make fun of the Michigan situation? Yeah, that's true. That is true. This that was actually a perfect week for that game because it allowed us to spend a lot more time, like you mentioned, on just the scandal and Jim Harbaugh and Sharon Moore crying on national TV after the game as if somebody just killed his family in front of him or something. I don't know. It was just that's, a, that's my guy. That's my absurd. coach. And here's the absurd. thing. Here's the thing. I really do love the emotion of Sharon Moore. I just, it's a little too make a wish for me. Okay. Like I, oh. I just kind of feel like maybe, you know, that's like a national championship win energy. That's like your wife just died and you won a game energy. It's not Beat uh, James Franklin again. Suspended. Yes. Yes, of course. Um, and by the way, kudos to James Franklin for continuing to go James Franklin. We're going to start this a little different. Because we're going to update everybody on Michigan, and it does feel like every day is a new setup for the Michigan thing. Then we're getting into our Minnesota preview, and then the second segment, we're going to get into our Ohio State topic. But I just, I think it was really interesting to hear Jim Harbaugh yesterday, one, completely do the right thing, which was askew any comment on his suspension outside of the fact that he found out online, but then 
the most interesting thing was the continued sculpting of this from the Michigan uh. side of things, where Jim Harbaugh said, and I'm this is a loose quote, that Michigan should be America's team because of how they're being treated by uh, the Big Ten and the rest of the Big Ten and the NCAA. My response to that, first of all, is, well, if you want to be America's team, we'll make you America's team. But just like the America's team in the NFL, everybody hates you now. Like, that that that's what comes to the territory. If you want to be called America's team, everybody outside of your own fan base is just going to be rooting against you. That's how it usually goes with Dallas Cowboys, so that's how it's going to go with you. But you're right, Nick. I am I am just dumbfounded by the the spin that they that 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 Michigan themselves are putting on this entire conversation and this entire situation it makes no sense to me like you had i think a number of people us included you had you had the two hosts of an Ohio State podcast not on your side because we still recognize like yeah you probably shouldn't have done this but we were on their side in the sense of like People are probably making too big of a deal out of this entire thing overall. That was our stance on it. That was the show's stance on the Michigan thing, even though we we still made fun of Michigan and said, like, we were making fun of the Connor Stallings thing, and clearly they spent way too much time and money and invested a lot into this that they probably should have. And Yeah, they probably had some sort of unfair advantage. But we kind of said, everyone's stealing signs. We're making maybe a mountain out of a molehill here. Michigan tried to unveil that themselves by pointing to Ohio State and Purdue and all this other stuff going on fine. You had people in your corner with just that stance alone. But then to pivot it, to act like you guys are the victims here, and you got crying players and coaches on on television after a win and acting like, yeah, it's us against the world, and you got, uh, who was it on the the Fox, uh, the 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 noon or the big noon kickoff crew at the end of the game who had the – Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson had like the Michigan against the world shirts on trying to steal something else from Ohio, I guess. Oh, no, no, no. No, it was Michigan versus everybody, which is like the laziest bastardization of your (laughs) your rival slogan that we've ever seen. They're just stealing stuff from Ohio now, so you can't even come up with original content. But anyway, that and then you got Jim Harbaugh saying they should be America's team. I like this, this this entire spin to this perspective is not making people join your side of the conversation. Like they're not, this is turning people against you. It's, it's a bad look to lean into the, Oh yeah, we're, we're victims here and everybody should feel bad for us. You were better off just keeping your heads down playing football. And like I said, Saturday, and I'll say it again, if they had used it, if they had used the entire situation as like a, well, we're using this to motivate ourselves. They're not going to let our coach be on the sidelines. So we're going to go out and prove people that we don't, you know, we're better than, signs and all this different stuff fine if, if they want every team finds reasons to be motivated we know about like the michael jordan the michael jordanization of motivation and you know nick wilson looked at me funny so i'm going to use that as motivation when i host his show next time or something like that like whatever like whatever it is i, I get all that but to to make this the narrative to make it like you guys are the victims at the end of the day you guys still cheated. You still so stole signs. Like there's evidence that proves that. So there, there's no turning away from that. At least lean into the fact that like we did something wrong, but we're going to prove we're better than that. I, I, I don't get it. It, it. It's it's flabbergasting to me, and it's just making me. I already hated Michigan, but it's making me hate them more. And I don't. I think they're getting less people on their side by taking this angle. I think we. I, listen. I think we can say that what they're doing is cringy. 
as my kids would say, and also at the same point say that I think it's working. Like, I'm meaning like working internally, like they're doing a really good job yeah. of, of rallying their base and not to use a political term, but also you tell the players are playing pissed off on Saturday. So like, I don't think they necessarily care. And nor, and by the way, I don't think they should either. People are either going to say, there, there's two real takes here. There's either you think they're guilty or you don't. And there's either you think the Big Ten acted unjustly or they didn't. I think the Big Ten acted unjustly. And I think they asked it, acted hastily. I think they did it because of politics and not necessarily the fact that they vetted every piece of information. Like you've said, and a lot of people say, well, but there's evidence. Yeah, you can sculpt evidence in whichever way you want. Our, our criminal justice situ our system kind of proves this, that, that guilty people uh, get set free and innocent people get set, uh, get, go to prison. So like my point is not that I, I, I don't know if they did anything. I tend to think that they crossed the boundaries of good taste and sportsmanship with this Connor Stallion nudnik. I don't know. I think it matters a lot to me if you can prove that Jim Harbaugh truly knew beyond just our suspicions. I think it matters quite a bit what the rest of the, the Big Ten looks like because I don't think anybody's hands. And again, I'm not talking about sign stealing. I'm talking about in-person scouting and the sharing of information that happens, which can kind of look like colluding. I think those things happen a lot. Agreed. But again, Michigan's the one on trial here. So I continue to look like and look at Michigan and say, I think you have been unfairly railroaded. But I don't I think the victim thing, I think that's equal parts about circling the wagons with Michigan people and trying to get Michigan people in a froth to continue to like basically counteract what was the public pressure uh, for the rest of the Big Ten. So I, I think that's part of it. And I think the other part is just trying to keep your team focused, right? The, everybody else is the enemy, not whatever decisions we did or didn't make. So, like, I think it's laughable. I think it's cringy as hell. I also think it's working. That's a fair perspective, and I can still agree that Michigan, again, largely what they did crossed the boundary, like you mentioned, and I can still feel that the Big Ten probably was unjust in ruling before they had more hard evidence now, you could always cite like the lack of institutional control, and that always falls on the head coach. Like, if he's not, if it's his program, he should know these things, is always the yeah, thing that people go but to. I, but, but I think that's, I, but I think that's a, a cliche that we use at this true. point. And, and that's, uh, that's what I was going to say. Like, which doesn't really have anything to do with whether Jim Harbaugh actually knew yeah, or not. And, yeah. and for me personally, I don't care about lack of institutional control because it's a wide range of like people don't understand how big football departments are now. Yeah. Like, and it's not just football departments, it's NFL teams, it's uh, major league baseball teams. You have departments of hundreds upon hundreds of people working. So the idea that Jim Harbaugh knew every one of them, and I'm talking about knew them like intimately enough right, to know right. what their job was is a little overly simplistic yeah. for me, and, and, even if I agree that it's unlikely he didn't have any knowledge of yeah. it. But again, and, I, it's, and, and I'm in the same boat. I, I feel he probably knew something, but I I do, again, if we don't have the evidence of it, and I agree with you, like I think the lack of institutional control thing is an easy sort of fallback, go-to, cliche, that we can just put on anything that we don't like within a, a, a football program or another uh, athletic program at a school and just say, oh, well, lack of the institutional control because you need somebody to point the finger at. So I, I, I think that's fair. 
And that's, again, this goes back to where my stance was before this weekend. Like, yeah, I thought it was being overblown on some level. I thought maybe there should be some sort of punishment if more comes to light. It certainly feels like the, the Big Ten was acting hastily. But what turned me off to it really is like the spin. That, that I, I can't uh, like understate that enough, the spin of them acting like they're victims. Because, okay, you can say there's maybe not evidence against Jim Harbaugh, and that's unfair. But what we do have evidence of is what truly Connor Stallions was doing. And whether or not you think sign stealing is going on among all the programs, which it probably is, or not, the way they did it was against the rules. So they did break a rule. So that's where I, I just can't get behind, which is why I said, like, if they had just stayed in the lane of we're just going to use this as motivation and, yeah, we feel like they're doing this wrong, but it's just going to be a, a motivating factor for us to go out and prove, okay, we don't need to steal signs to win football games. We're talented enough. Then I could have just stayed on the side of, like, okay, whatever happens, happens. It was a bad look that they did this thing, but but everyone's doing it. Now I'm like, you guys are trying to sell me on something and it's 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 very Coltian. Like if it, it feels like they're just trying to get you, like they're they're luring you in to their side of this this conversation, where it's like, oh yeah, drink the Kool Aid and be on our side. And it's like, guys, but, I'm not I'm not falling for that. Like I'm just quick, not nobody and quick. nobody should be falling for that. Real it might quick, be working internally. It might be working internally, but externally it's not. Maybe they don't care about the external perspective, but I, like I can't do it. I, I'm, Aren't I'm, they I'm, reacting the same way we we reacted with Trestlegate? Like, I mean, I, I like think about it, Ohio State. And by the way, I tend to think, not tend to think. Okay, but. Like historically, historically, the Trestlegate thing was one of the biggest um, witch hunts I've ever seen. It was so grossly unfair and it ended the career of a man who like, I don't hold a lot of people sacrosanct in my fandom. Jim Trestle's there. Like Jim Tressel to me is one of the, the people that I respect as a human being after everything I've heard from my partner, after everything I saw, yeah. like I just like, so my point is we did the same thing. We circled the wagons. We took the victim route. And like, I, do I, think, I just, I, I think, think this think is too. what happens when you're embattled into a scandal. I think but, that's the natural way to handle it. Like, do you, do you expect Michigan to go, Michigan to go, Hey guys, I know we cheated, but this is a little unfair. Like, how do you, like, how different could. No, I expected Michigan them to, I expected them to just stay in the lane of like, we're just going to keep our heads down and focus on football. Like that was what I thought they were going to do. And then it became a victim thing. And I, I can't, I can't subscribe to that. I just can't. So that's, well, what's but, I think that's but, but I do think, I like think you, that's fighting public perception though. Like, I think they're trying to push back because you got to understand, and this is something that people don't understand unless anybody's ever tried to cancel you or you've been on the wrong side of a thing where people have jammed you up about it. It's really tough. Like, this is a way that I can actually empathize with Michigan because on a daily basis, I have a take that people don't like and people try to crush you. It's not enough just to disagree with you. You're a fraud. You're this, you're that. You're the worst person ever. You're right. You need to go back to Charlotte. But so like, my point is, I think a lot of this externally might be there's so much noise. And you you called it mess, you know, uh, what is it, spin? I think there's a lot of spin against Michigan. And when you have that kind of spin against you, it's natural to try and change the narrative that's being pushed against you. How they're doing okay, it is but incredibly you can, you can change and, and you can change forward. that to me, they could have changed that narrative by just doing what I said, which was like stay in your lane keep winning football games, blow out Ohio state and just make it about like internally we're using it as motivation, not, not crocodile tears on national television because your head coach had to, 
have a couple of drinks at the hotel bar and watch you guys play rather than be on the sideline with you. Like that, that I think was, those were per, real that was tears, preposterous. That was I think, preposterous. But I, I, I don't think they were crocodile tears. I, crocodile listen, tears are fake. After, I just thought it was really a weird reaction. No, I, they, I know they're fake, but that's why I said well, crocodile no, I don't tears think they're fake. Because I, I, think, I, think it's an all, I think it's all an act. Listen, You after, think Sharon Moore's Denzel? What after, are you Ryan, after, after Ryan Day, after I heard the clip of Ryan Day telling uh, Ohio State's SID, hey, watch this, and then go after Lou Holtz on a post-game interview. I don't, buy, I don't believe that anything we see in these post-game interviews are real. I think it's all so, just an act. <laughs> so you think he walked up and, like, spritzed, like, uh, like with a contact solution in, and, like, he was like, all right. Or, like, threw okay. somebody, like, threw water in his face. Is that what you're right. supposed to You got to me. The crocodile tears was a bridge too far. It was hyperbole. <laughs> they were real tears. But I, I feel like they were crocodile tears because I just feel like they're playing this up to be something that it's not. I will say this, Nick. As far as, like, the suspension goes and all these different things, I think in the like if the Big Ten wanted to do some suspension or whatever, fine. Um, without hard evidence that Harbaugh knew, fine. But I don't think it serves anybody for him to not be out there for the Ohio State Michigan game because first of all, just from a narrative standpoint, when him and Ryan Day have to meet at midfield and like shake hands, like how ice cold is that exchange going to be? uh during the game just the cuts in between the sidelines from a content standpoint it's a it's a gold mine not that michigan ohio state isn't usually a gold mine but then on top of that like if ryan day loses to michigan without jim harbaugh that's gonna be i mean hell will be raised uh from ohio state fans about his status and with the team also really quickly since you brought the trust thing i want to circle back this really really quick i do think you're probably right that ohio state fans reacted that way but I also think the the crimes are very, very different there because it, it's been years and years and years of people feeling like the permissible benefits thing and like these players not being allowed to sell their own stuff. Like there's been years of conversations about how stupid that rule was. This is like a thing that has to do with now the integrity of the game. So I do think there's a difference there. But anyway, we can focus more on the conversation about Jim Harbaugh being on the sideline or not. Well, State. and I just think like overall – I, I think this is shaping up to be maybe the biggest Ohio State-Michigan game ever because I think uh, – we'll, we'll get into where we think they're going to be ranked, but they could be two and three. They could yeah. be one and three. I think that's huge. Like, you're you're not just playing for the Big Ten championship right now. You're potentially playing for seeding, or you are going to be playing for seeding in the, the playoffs and maybe – maybe two Big Ten playoff teams, which makes it even more interesting. I think you have the scandal there, which now there's real heat between both teams. And now you've got Ryan Day, who's embattled as a head coach, and you've got Jim Harbaugh, who's embattled as a coach. So the stakes just feel as big as you could possibly make them for the 